Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Who are the coolest dudes on the planet? United United States States veterans. veterans. What's the coolest sport on the planet? Pro Pro wrestling. wrestling. And what would be the coolest podcast on the planet? That would be this one. U.S. Military Vets Talking Pro Wrestling. This is the No Shave Man Cave. Two badass disabled vets sharing their love of pro wrestling, giving you their perspective as fans, talking about current events and matches, history of titles, and who knows what else. Let's do it. Welcome, Welcome to the, the No Shave Men Game. Now your hosts, Ellie Jair and Jay Tilly. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, wrestling fans, and sports entertainment fans. Welcome to the No Shave Man Cave. I'm Ellie Jair. I'm Jay Tilly. And you are joining us here to revel, to reminisce. Almost like a mental rendezvous on Monday Night Raw coming to you from Chicago, Illinois. What'd you think, man? What did you think? <laughs> CM Punk on WWE confirmed. Yowza. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think it's sad that that's the biggest news that came out of that. That and the uh, the title uh, announcement are the two biggest things to take away from that show. Yeah. Uh, it was okay. I think it suffered from the Vince McMahon rewrites that have already come out and said that he did a lot of, cause I felt like there was some uneven stuff in it. It just, it's funny. Cause one week you can tell like, oh, all right, man, it's on. And then the next week you're like, oh, what's going on here? What, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. I just felt like there was a lot of funkiness in this one. Um, and then you hear the reports that the women's match and segments get cut and they just, yeah, I just, ugh, man, they need to learn how to book women better. And like you've got more than just six stars. Like book them better. It doesn't have to be damage control. Your tag champions and Bianca, and then apparently like uh, Nikki Cross and Piper Niven were supposed to be involved with something with Trish, and that got pulled. And then they got told they weren't going to be used at all on the show. Then you had uh, 
some rewrites apparently and some matches that were supposed to go longer they got cut and all this other stuff so it made for a really uneven and un I don't want to say unsmooth because unsmooth is not a word, but a not very smooth transition from one thing to another throughout the show, I thought. Um, specifically the opening, right? Like with Cody coming out and then the bloodline in the next match and they don't even like cross paths, talk to each other, point a finger, flip the bird, shoot a snot rocket, like nothing. Yeah, I mean, you figure it's part of Cody's story. You have an opportunity to continue that storyline, advance a storyline. And they're like, again, this just shows how blatant Vince is as far as the, like, not, basically Vince is assuming that WWE fans are like goldfish and we just forget everything and we don't remember WrestleMania that was just a few weeks ago and Cody coming out and talking about his story. And then I get you're going to muddle muddle it up with uh, a bit of a, a grind with Brock Lesnar and then we'll get into some of the stuff that Triple H talked about. But, you know, I felt like the the promo from Rhodes was really strong. I, I mean, I think anything that Finn does is, you know, pretty close, to, pretty close to gold. And, you know, they had a great match and we'll get into that too. But I like, like you said, I mean, perfect, perfect example. You're not going to give, you're not even going to give Cody and the Usos an opportunity to cross paths or even look at each other or him and Solo. You know, my whole fantasy booking, what I thought would happen between now and SummerSlam with the announcement that Trip made. Now I'm like, okay, well, if you're going to end it here, now what? So it's like, yeah, man, it's, um, you know, you got to figure first draft, first pick of the draft, Fox or uh, Friday Night Smackdown takes Roman Reigns. Now, the next one, they'll take Gunther, then they'll take a couple others, and then Theory will go over to Friday. So now you're going to have the world title and the intercontinental title on Monday Night Raw. And however they run the draft for Monday night, it's going to be a telltale sign because the draft happens before Night of Champions. So it's like, you know, wherever wherever Roman gets drafted to, he takes the Undisputed Universal title. Right. Okay. And then it's almost like instantly the world title is a consolation. Yep. And it's just, yeah, I, I, I think you kind of... Ad- talked about it like well wait a minute he was supposed to beat roman that's not how you finish the story by just putting him in a tournament right so unless he's gonna beat roman well and that's the other thing right he could get drafted to wherever roman is and then they can continue that story but he didn't want the universal title he wants the one his dad had and i just i think it's a cop-out i think this new title i think they should have had him win and then had him present that as his new title but yeah that is what it is i mean we, we can't vent and rant about WrestleMania all this time because it, it's happened. It's in the past and the, the booking and the uh, storytelling is continuing on whether we like it or not. So he's about to go in this feud with uh, Brock and then who knows what happens after that. Yeah. So we got uh, we got a good promo with Finn coming out, kind of cutting, uh, trying to cut Cody off and saying, hey, you know, if you're not with us, you're against us. Here's what I think you should do. And Cody's like, hey. I really appreciate it, but I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna decline your invite. So Finn, sort of the the usual I'm a bad guy threats, 
And then Cody says, oh, hey, but guess what? What happened today was I was medically cleared. So now Cody challenges Finn to a match right here in Chicago, Illinois. Kind of circa um, uh, Foley. So we got a match coming up now with Finn and Cody, but it's not the main event. So I was like, hmm, interessante. I did like, uh, so. I loved Finn's line about after Cody talked about, oh, look at this scar. And Brock, you can pick any place and put another scar. I love Finn's line like, brother, we all got scars. I mean, yeah, I got quite one. Yeah. <laughs> 15 stitches in my head. Yeah, so. it was a freaking Staples ringside. Like, shit. But yeah, it was a, I guess it was a decent promo. I'm, I'm getting tired of the Cody promos already. Like, he's really good at words, words, words. To make you go, oh, and then you go, wait, there wasn't really a whole lot behind those words, words, words. And yeah, I'm just getting kind of like, all right, we get it. You want Brock Lesnar. All right, we get it. You wanted Roman Reigns. All right, we get it. Like, it's almost like they need to take him off TV for a little bit, not not give us this opening promo almost every show because yeah. the uh, rule of diminishing return is starting to kick in here. And it's kind of getting to where I'm like, and I said it last week, like Cody's just another WWE guy now. He's not a guy pulling me to watch Raw like he used to be. Now it's just, meh. He's in a storyline. Cool. Whatever. Yeah. He's a WWE uh, subcontractor or contractor that, you know, works under the WWE umbrella. Yeah. Just another cog in the wheel. Yeah. And never in a million years did I think, you know, saying something so dastardly. So, but uh, we're here and, you know, we'll hope hope and pray that um, Endeavor will take an ear to the fans and be like, hey, we're going to go ahead and listen to you. Hey, Vince. Here's your, you know, $4 million to walk away because that's going to be the gate that we get from a good show compared to 800000 from a bad show. So, bye-bye. But who knows? So, we had um, so we had the promo and now we've got the Usos and LWO. And I really want them to do something special with the LWO because it isn't just like a, it isn't just like a, a slap together faction that one of the writers came up with in the back. This is a relevant historical faction, obviously not to the same limit or level as the NWO, whether it was the white and black or the red and black, probably not even to the Bullet Club level, but it was a, a vision from one of the most creative people in professional wrestling history, and that being Eddie Guerrero. Yep. And for them to come out and sort of just be a offensive spot fest and i don't i don't like this term jobber or enhancement talent there you go definitely it's definitely below what i think all of them all of them deserve i mean you've got santo escobar who you know phenomenal wrestler historic uh generational talent and he he can he um he held the North American and the Cruiserweight title. He brought those together. He, you know, he was a great character and uh, very relevant on Lucha Underground, has traveled the world, and then um, to to just come out and do do a job. It, um, you know, and they looked really strong. I was like, okay, this is good. But obviously, the Usos aren't going to take an L right now, right? especially with Solo on the team. But that spike out of the air um to uh i think it was toro took the uh took the spike wow yeah that was that was that put me down too yep 
Well, yep, first so of all, you, trying to get up in the air like that would put me down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I have to climb all three of these turnbuckles? Oh, my goodness. At once? <laughs> you mean I can't just fall from here? Yeah, there you go. Can I just Can I lay down it? first and then you do it? <laughs> yeah. Can you change the camera angle? So, yeah, kudos. Make to- me look taller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, kudos to... Uh, the LWO and you know all the work that they're doing. I like how they're they're building um, Vega. Hopefully, they continue on with that. She's a great character, great character work, and very marketable. And I think it's going to be fantastic and a lot of fun. And I and I hope they do a really good job with how they book the match. I'd like to see either Triple H produce the uh, Rhea Ripley and Vega match. Or TJ, who's um, yeah. Tyson Kidd. I, I think those two are fantastic producers with uh, women's matches. So that I mean, that's um, yeah, that, that ought to be a good match. I'm I'm actually looking forward to that one uh, at the pay per view. I think that's going to be obviously we know the winner, but I think uh, it's a chance for Selena Vega to to show out, and uh, I think she will. I think it's going to be a pretty 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 good match. Yeah, I, I it's you know I think that would be great. Give her a um, an opportunity to to show what what she brings to the table in front of, you know, friends and family. She's Puerto Rican and um, she got she got pulled from a show during her last stint that was supposed to go on 9/11 in Madison Square Garden and she got pulled from it and she had a family member pass away. Yep. And, She's and, supposed to be um, paying tribute. Yeah, and like uh, I just uh, so good old Vinnie Mac. Yeah. So then you get uh, so the match ends solo and the Usos the Bloodline they get the they get the victory and they cut a promo that says that they are going to dedicate the win to the Tribal Chief and this was a good thread throughout the show oof, I thought dude so like and, and I, through like the next couple yes. shows yep. yeah and that just like that's perfect that's what I was gonna say like okay you can use this. To, to do the little mind games and stuff. And as soon as they said, we dedicate it to your tribal chief, I was like, bro, if you don't win, you know, and this could be a whole other storyline that you could carry on. It, you know, they stay together. They're in this embattled group. And then you get to WrestleMania next year in Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, and they settle whatever score it is if they still have Roman That'd be what thirteen hundred days at that point, and um, so I mean, at some point you've squeezed all the the blood out of a turnip or a stone or you know whatever. But you know, just uh, kind of like what they did with Roman when they were trying to make him make him a uh, baby face, and he was on TV over and over and oh, over again. Man. It wasn't until he had those matches with John Cena, he had those wars with Brock Lesnar. And um, really earned, you know, earned his chops. And then he had to relinquish the title, comes back after leukemia. And then he become he goes on this tear, like, wow. So good, uh, you know, good on him sort of resurrecting himself, resurrecting that character. And I really hope that there's something else that they're going to do with Cody Rhodes. Because, you know, if they're not... I mean, you can't just give Cody Rhodes the championship and say, there's your story because it's just like, oh God, it would be such a disaster because yeah, it's just like, okay, Hey, we got dusty Rhodes, put polka dots on them. And oh, then, okay, you man. just won the world title. We need you to be stardust again. I mean, it's the same, Yep. you know, it's, I don't want to say it's insulting because he's the world champion, but how he wins it, 
Um, it would just be like if if Roman had battled Sammy night one in WrestleMania, loses one title, wrestles the second night Cody, loses the other title. Well, you beat me because I was tired, or I took sixteen Haluva kicks and one Crossroads, and you know what? This wouldn't happen, and now there's doubt and all. But yeah, so um, oh man, like oh, well, I mean, and I guess we. we- Let's go through the show because we can dive into the title thing when when we get to that part of the show when he makes his announcement because I got some thoughts for sure on that whole thing. There you go. Yeah, so we get uh, we get the promo. Uh, he's going to dedicate it to um, the tribal chief, and they throw up the ones. But something that I didn't notice until last week was Solo never raises up the yep, ones. He never throws up the ones. So I was like, hmm, there could be something to that. Yeah, he never so then, has. Which yeah. is kind of interesting. Yeah, I just, um, you know, maybe it, it's been going on this whole time. So, you know, let's not make a thing about it. Or is don't it, make it weird? Don't make it weird. Or is it weird and it means something? So I'm, I'm interested. Uh, Slow I'm down interest- now, buddy. It's not yeah. AEW. Yeah, he just forgets. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, I, I can't hear. I didn't. I didn't know I was supposed to do the ones now. So damage control then uh, confronts Bianca. Bianca's like, oh, it's like that. So she's so then um, damage control says, "Hey, you know, go get uh, Becky." Says, "Hey, go get the." Uh, I'm sorry, not Becky. I apologize. Um, so they say, "Hey, go get uh, a tag team partner. Go get two tag team partners, and we'll uh, we'll see you in the ring." So you've got um, Bailey, Dakota, and Io, who are now going to go against Bianca and whoever she chooses. Well, sort of like a warm up. Or some kind of precursor because Bianca Belair and Io Sky have a match at Backlash, so uh, that that should be interesting. Io Sky earned the title match in um, you know a subsequent show when Becky had originally challenged Aunt Bailey. I keep saying Becky Bailey had challenged, went back. So you know, obviously that whole disintegrating damage control, which is unfortunate, which is unfortunate because I I'd like to see a strong woman faction in the WWE just because we don't we haven't had one and I think I you know I think it would be fun so cut to commercial come back and now now this is when this is when the store when the show starts to get interesting we've had a match we've had a bunch of promos and now we do a back backstage set with Sami Zayn and Jey Uso did you see Jey Uso in the like like the drawn out look on his face, like this is keeping me up. I'm exhausted. Um, great job to like if it was makeup or or yeah. what. I good re- job. Like, like it's wearing me out. Like I'm tired yeah, of all this. Yeah. I I was feeling it, and you know, then Sammy's like, "Hey, so what happens? You you know what's going to happen if uh, if you you know if you can't if you don't beat us." So do you think uh, Sammy lays down and lets us us win next week or Friday because he feels bad for? Jay? I mean, there's, I mean, it's, there's a I decent- guess we can get into that because there's another, well, we can do all that, all those segments together if you want, yeah. or is it going to mess you up in your notes? <laughs> no, no. Because um, then you get this segment later on where Jimmy confronts, or the Usos then talk about it, and he's like, well, I was talking to Sammy, and like, what if, and I was like, oh, you shouldn't have said that, and then you get Jimmy confronting Sammy, and then you get Sammy and KO, and I'm just like, the whole thing, I'm like, man, like, even if, let's say the Usos win, are we splitting up Sammy and KO already? Like, is KO going to take it personally and be like, you lay down for them on purpose? And I just, I'm very weary of what they're going to be doing here. Yeah. And it would be very Vincey 
because he doesn't like tag team wrestling. But you didn't have you didn't have Sammy in a title picture. Um, you had him in one of the greatest storylines in WWE history, which could have gone on a lot longer. Um, you had Kevin Owens, who you know creative had nothing for him, and then you know since WrestleMania. It's been sort of that 50-50 booking, and then he was sort of the Achilles, or the, like, spur under the saddle of Roman Reigns. Almost beat Roman Reigns, but didn't, and now here's Sammy and Owens, who you could continue on their storyline. You don't need to break them up, especially, what what is it, a month in? The one thing that I found interesting, though, was that during that backstage set at the end, it was um, uh, Bro was like, I won't turn on you, bro. I was like, wait a minute. Why did you say that? Don't put yeah, that out in yeah. the universe. I've always got you, bro. <laughs> yeah. And, and then and then it goes the other way. Let's say the Usos don't win. And now it does go into that whole, okay, what is Roman going to do? You know, is he going to turn on them now? So it's interesting. They kind of set it up to go either way. So I just, one of the things that's across my mind is like, oh my God, is Sammy going to like, sacrifice it for Jay. And I'm like, God, I would hope not. Like it wouldn't make sense in the story personally, but I could see, or, or he loses or he gets knocked out and then KO thinks he laid down for him and then they're going to split them up. And then I just don't think it's time yet. I think it's too early. We know it's going to happen eventually, but I don't think they've had the run they needed to have. There's something, something happens like maybe solo goes to interfere and KO is busy with Jimmy and Jay goes to hit Sammy can't do it so solo does it and that they collide ko and sammy collide and uh sammy takes the pin or yeah so and then oh man i wouldn't do that to you whatever but you know so another good uh questioning their relationship and how they got here was when they talked about trish and that whole situation and that promo she did last week and when she stepped back and she was like, not a sidekick. Look at these. I mean, I'm not sidekick. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, not a sidekick. I was like, yeah, I was a no ma'am. No, you are not. So I thought it was uh I thought it was pretty classic. And I read somewhere that Lita's run with the WWE was over. Yeah. At, I read uh, that too. Yeah. So I was like, well, there's it's there's there's no clean finish now. She's just at the medical facility for the rest of her life. Forever, like, yeah, forever, forever, ever. So, um, so we got we got to hear about Becky and what she's going through, and she's cracking under the pressure of being a mom and all this other stuff. And like, that's probably the most personal, yeah, promo I think we've seen the women cut. And I yeah, love and Trish it. Is like, I, I've I've been there, done that, and I was still wrestling. I was like, "Oof, all right." <laughs> yeah. So that was, um, you know, I don't. Um, yeah, it was a, yeah. It was, uh, and then the the Kathy the doing the interview. She seemed super confused, and uh, then the interview was over. I was like, "Were, were you? Was were you there, not there? <laughs> was there anything else? Were you? Oh, okay. I guess we're done. So then, you know, then we get into another. Like 50-50 booking kind of a situation where the team of Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander come out. And if anybody is paying attention and we're breaking factions up and we're making new factions and we're doing this, that, and the third, why on earth is the Hurt Business Mm -hmm. not running rampant? And, you know, if you've got Judgment Day on Friday night, 
You've got the bloodline on Monday and Friday. You could have the hurt business going around on, you know, Monday night. So now you've got sort of one and a half strong factions for the men. You make a strong faction on Monday night because you have Rhea, who's going to be the monster of the midway over there in Raw on uh, uh, Friday Night SmackDown. I just like it would make so much sense. However, um, yeah, so we have the Street Profits go up against Sheldon and Cedric, and I like Sheldon Benjamin should be in the U.S. or Intercontinental title pitcher. He's, He's so good. Gold, he can make people. So Cedric, though. They're both very good. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, I mean, Cedric was, uh, you know, he was tearing it up. And um, I saw a piece that they did on him when when um, Triple H signed him. I was like, man, that seems like so long ago. And just the things that he can do in the ring. And I just, you know, but now they're they're just going to be a bump team and uh, to build build up another team. So, again, you get the 50-50 booking where, you know, one one week you have one of the Street Profits win, you have one of the Street Profits lose, then you have them win a tag team match, and then you have them lose a tag team match. So there's no advancing the story. There's no, like, building of the character or the, the brand because they can't be bigger than the WWE. So it was just like, okay, great match. All of them super athletic. Um, you know, everybody looked really good. And, uh, you know, Montez, he needs, you know, he, like, yeah, I think during this draft, the Street Profits get broke up. I do too. And, and they, um, you know, they go on a, they go on a, a freaking tear. So I think, I think that is going to be a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to seeing, looking forward to see, uh, what, uh, my computer's freaking out here. Looking forward to see what, you know, what they get, uh, what they get done. So cuts the commercial comes back and what do you think of the commercials? <laughs> the, yeah. So they did <laughs> a lot kidding. better with the pitcher and pitcher. They only did it twice. <laughs> um, AEW does it like 10, but this is a three hour show. So I expect yeah. I'm sort of conditioned to, um, every hour you're only going to get really 40 minutes of TV. So you're going to get like one wrestling match every hour. <laughs> <laughs> so, we get uh, Triple H coming out. Now, Triple H is the head of creative for the WWE. He is one of the most recognizable figures of the Attitude Era. He led two different pieces of a faction. He's been in multiple groups, whether it was Evolution, whether depending on what edition of DX you liked or didn't like. And singularly, he's a Hall of Famer. So, you know, he's got all this great stuff going on. So, like, one of the comments that Bully always talks about is, if you don't make anyone, you don't beat anyone. So, for Roman to get, I don't want to say buried, but Trip comes out and goes, he's worked himself into a place where he doesn't have to defend the title as much. And that's not fair. I wouldn't. And I'm like, what? wait a minute. You're the head of creative. You're the one with the pencil. And so they come out with the announcement that the WWE has commissioned and is now going to have a world heavyweight championship. And the title looks like a cross between the NWA tag team championship, like with the depth of the design, the look of big gold mm -hmm. with a cruiserweight looking globe 
and a W in the middle. So I was like, man, Dave, Doc, I know you can do better than this. So Dave is Dave Milliken. The title itself, don't get me wrong, is beautiful. Very beautiful, very creative. Uh, I love the crown at the very top that just screamed big gold. And, you know, the the jewels and the it's a five plate, which is there's two on the sides and one in the front. So it was, uh, it's a great looking title. The leather is black and uh, had it not been black and had it been like tan or brown, that would have been very uh, AEW-ish like uh, Triple B is right now. So, but I, you know, I like, I like the title. I don't love it. I don't hate it. It won't be something that I'm going to go out and buy, but uh, kudos to the WWE and making this decision on coming out with a world title. But who wins it, I think. Who wins it and how it's won sort of is my something that I'm caught up with. Yeah, my, my biggest thing, so a couple things. Like, you, you hit the nail on the head. Like, Triple H is the head of creative. Everybody kind of knows this. And all this other stuff. And he talks about, oh, you know, Roman isn't doing the work. Okay, well, we'll make him do the work. Like, cool. The other thing I had an issue with that whole kind of bashing, not bashing Roman is literally the week before he talked about how awesome Roman was and how he was the champion of everybody and, you know, a thousand days and all this great stuff. And then to turn around and kind of bury him this week, I'm like, come on, like, <laughs> yeah. how do we flip so quickly? I think I, I, so when they revealed the title, I'm like, man, that is a nice looking title. I thought it was really nice looking. Reminds me a lot of the AEW one up there um, and thought it was really nice, beautiful looking title. But I, and it and everybody's talking about it feels like a consolation prize. Like, hey, wherever, which I'm sure he's gonna go to SmackDown. You know, wherever Roman goes, uh, you know, the the other show will get this little this this other belt. Okay, cool. Why not just split the titles or? But whatever, bring out a new belt. That's fine. But I'm like you. Okay, so Night of Champions, we're gonna crown it. What does that mean? Are we doing a one night tournament, single elimination? Are we going to build up to it to where we have the draft and then we're going to have several eliminations going into it? I mean, I, I'm always down for a good tournament, but are we going to see like Cody Rhodes versus like Repo Man? Or, you know, are we going to see some <laughs> yeah. legit like matches? Like, give me, give me in the first round Cody Rhodes and, or no, because Cody Rhodes is going to take the end. So anybody he goes again, but give me like, let's say Finn Balor and Rey Mysterio. Hey, those are two guys. Both could move on and be a good thing. Give me uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Yeah, or Gunther and Rick Boogs. You know, where like we can make see an upset. You know, I just like if they do it right, it could be very good. I'm just very concerned that it's going to be very straightforward, and it's going to end up with Seth and Cody in the end, and Cody's going to win it. And I'm just like, that's not that's not ending his story. That's not completing his story. That's not doing anything with his story. I would rather see Cody get drafted to wherever Roman is, continue a feud with Brock, and then work his way back in to get in a, a fight with Roman and then taking that from Roman. But then, all right, well, then who do you give the other title to? Um, L.A. Knight? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would love to see L.A. Knight Woo. do it. I think that would be good. Uh, Austin Theory is what everybody keeps talking about. That's why they put him in this triple threat, so he can lose his U.S. Yeah, title. So and drop the title, yeah. Make a run for the heavyweight, and that would absolutely just... Ugh, made me throw up my mouth a little because I don't think he's that good. That would absolutely expose him and make, you know, so eight, so not to like mix brands. And I know we're here to talk about WWE, but AEW did the right thing by putting the title on the Ocho, Chris Jericho, because the title makes the man, but the man makes the title. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So had, not that Hangman wouldn't have been a great champion, but he wasn't ready. He didn't know what it took to carry and be the locker room leader on a fledgling company and this whole thing. So, you know, Cody being the inaugural world champion, yeah, that finishes a story that made him a world champion, something that his dad and brother never did. But it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't close out the chapter where he wanted to beat Roman. And you're not going to have them go head to head because now you're going to have one champion again. So now you're going to have unfinished business for however long. And Roman Reigns eventually loses the world title or the undisputed universal title SummerSlam or next WrestleMania or wherever. And yeah, I just, I think I like that they brought the title out. I like that it's going to be the world title, but I don't like it. It just added another wrinkle and not a good one to the storyline. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing is if if you are going to give it to Cody, well, there goes this whole thing about him going through hard times. Because that shows in, what, two months? So his hard time is going to last one match with Brock Lesnar? Like, I just... I, I So I, I honestly don't think it's going to be Cody. I think Cody's going to end up going to wherever Roman goes. The danger with that, though, is now you're putting probably two of your biggest stars on the same show. Um, but, uh, I mean, do you trust... Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It, it, hmm. Or do you... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where they're going to go with this. Uh because are you like I said, arguably like Roman and Cody are probably your two biggest single stars right now. And do you want to split them so you've got a big star on each show? I mean, I guess Seth Rollins is up there too, <clears throat> but I don't know that. I guess he gets a pretty good reaction with the singing and everything, so he could probably carry Raw and let Cody and and Cody pretty much carry SmackDown while Roman's on his little part time gig. Yeah, I can see that. So then, if you're so if you're going to put it on Seth, he's already done business with Bobby Lashley. He's already done business with Theory. So you're going to put a rocket on Mr. Nice Guy or LA Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Or let me talk Gunther to you. or Gunther. So yeah. that you know that could be an interesting, you know, piece of business, but yeah, it's um does Gunther have a Intercontinental title at Backlash match setup? I don't think so. Or at least they haven't announced it yet. Yeah, it hasn't been announced yet. Because that would be a that would be a key too. Oh man, that would be even better. Like if he lo- if he loses, well the draft the draft takes place after backlash. So let's say Gunther loses a backlash, and then he gets drafted to wherever this is going to go, and he becomes your world champion. I'd be down for a Gunther run. Yeah. Because then you get all kinds of fresh fresh matches. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean he's he's definitely made that intercontinental title relevant. Um, he's been a really good champion. He hasn't been out there, you know, showing his butt 
So you get uh you shame <laughs> yeah. you get uh Seamus and Gunther at Backlash. Gun uh Seamus wins. Now he's your Intercontinental Champion. He gets the Grand Slam Championship and Gunther comes on the show and says, "Hey, I'm going to be the world champion." And then he challenges Drew McIntyre. And that elevates Drew McIntyre back into the world title pitcher, which is what he's upset about and why he wants to take his ball and go home because he doesn't like being a mid-carder, even even though, you know, you can't be on top all the time. And there's there's a bit of a money thing, which I think they'll, that's easy to work out. But I, I have a feeling he's going to leave WWE. He's already proven that he can, uh, you know, he can elevate himself and get on another card and, you know, do some excellent business. So, yeah, he'd be um, really good in Japan, New Japan. He'd make a pretty good run over there, geez, I think. Yeah, that would be, uh, yeah. But anyway, that's a, that's yeah. a discussion for another time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now we get, uh, we see the Judgment Day, they're in the back. And, you know, the, you know, anytime you see Dominic or like how when um, Finn even said Dominic, the crowd freaking lost it. If you can move a crowd just by someone else saying your name. You're over. Dude, you are over. And uh, I don't want to see him with any title right now. Um, I want to see him win Money in the Bank, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> I need my guy to win that. Man. But I, I meant to mention, I did love the fact that in the opening promo, when Finn was running down the, the Judgment Day, you know, you've got me, a former world champion, and, you know, Damian Priest this, and Rhea Ripley. Oh, yeah, and Dominic. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> and, and, oh, yeah, yeah. and Dominic. <laughs> and Dominic Mysterio. Oh, yeah, boo. dang. So now we have Jay, who's upset. And Jimmy's like, yo, Oos, what's up? And now Jimmy wants to go talk to Sammy. And you obviously have to... So if Jimmy... So Jay talked to Sammy. Sammy talked to Jay. No one talked to Solo. No one talked to Kevin. And so now there's the, well, where have you been all night? Or all, you know, where... I'm like, uh, well, you guys are in the same building. Like, how right. did you... And, and a little bit later on... Um, Kevin gets so upset that he walks out and leaves the tag team titles. So that was like the second second thought I had. Like, wait a minute, you can't break these guys up yet. And again, if you have Vince dabbling in the back, he's not a tag team wrestling guy. Nope. So uh, it upsets me. So you know, it'll happen. Uh, you know, it'll yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. So the. The questions on loyalty and all that are now on both sides being sprinkled. Now Jay is like, "What if we don't win?" And you're like, "Bro, this is uh, this is something else." So, and they moved so quickly from this segment to the damage control Bianca Belair. Oh yeah, it was very jarring. Yeah, it was that was just it was too quick. That's what she said. So then you get <laughs> damage control. They come out. They did their entrance, but it felt like it was so quick that. They had a they they might made as might as well have come in and cut the camera while they were already in the ring because right. it was done a job you know, or entrance yeah so you get Bianca Belair Sorry, enhancement talent enhancement entrance. talent so you get Bianca Belair who I love her entrance and her cardio because she did that um, at WrestleMania she's done that at every show like when they were in the Alamo that freaking run that she did down there skipping that whole way that would have I mean I would have gotten pinned because I would have been burnt. So I'd have been counted uh, out because I wouldn't have made it to the ring. <laughs> yeah. So she's uh, she's standing there, and then Raquel Rodriguez hits, and then the the little giggle and Liv Morgan's 
uh, music hits. So you now have Damage Control versus Bianca Belair and the women's tag team champions, uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan. And when they started using each other as weapons, I thought that was freaking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, Raquel Rodriguez, she looks better every single week. And I don't like she looked like she was really starting to come into her own at NXT, but she has grown leaps and bounds with her mechanics in the ring. And, uh, you know, that that led to the ladies world champion for uh, Mo- uh, Monday Night Raw champion Bianca Belair and the women's tag team champions coming out on top. And Bailey takes the pin. I saw that. I thought that was uh, sort of telling. Yeah, I think it's leading to the whole damage control breakup. But I just, again, like book women like you book men. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, look at, not to jump to other things, but look at Stardom, right? Stardom had an amazing show on this past weekend. Uh, their pay-per-view was it Bloody Queen Tournament. I don't remember exactly what it's called, but drove some storylines, planted some seeds for future things going on, surprise upset wins, and it's all women. Like, hello, you can book women just like men, and I don't like the stigmatism of, well, you know, they're just women. We don't have to book them. No, book them the same. Yeah. You should be able to take Bianca Belair's name and and switch it out with Cody Rhodes. And have the same damn storyline going. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously she wouldn't be going after Rain. You know what I mean, though. Like, right. Yeah. 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 And insert whoever with whoever, and and make a story out of it, not just oh, I don't like you in the back, and then let's go have a tag team match, which now we're leading into a tag team title match, probably with I'm guessing Dakota Kai and Bianca, or not? I'm sorry, Dakota Kai and Bailey, while Io is having her title match. I just like just just book them better. Yeah. They deserve better, in my opinion. Yeah. But the match was decent. I mean, you, you got the big stuff in, and I think Io and Bianca is going to be a hell of a ripper. Uh, I think it's going to be a great, underrated, probably lower, like, people's expectations are lower than what... I think it's going to overperform Oh yeah, people's expectations, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, Io Sky had a match with... Was it Bianca Belair? At one of the In Your Houses, and I mean... Oh, it, maybe. It freaking burned the house down... Um, Eo can go, and you know she's so athletic. And was it Rhea? She, was it her and Rhea Ripley? It might have been. Um, I'm trying to think of who she lost the title to. Yeah, I'm and not sure. And man, just it was an awesome match. And when she came to the main roster, and then she was gone, and now she's back. I'm like, you know, yeah, I'm interested to see what uh, what they end up doing and how, if and when. Well, not if, but when they take the title off of Bianca, how it's done. And uh, you know who she relinquishes the title to. So, so now we have uh, we have the Amer the uh, United States champion coming out, and um, next thing you know, Bobby Lashley's out, and then all of a sudden, Mister Nice Guy is out, and then you see a tsunami, and now Bronson Reed is standing there holding the United States title. I was like, well, that's too obvious that Bronson Reed is going to win the three way. Yeah. Even though Bobby Lashley was the one that said, I wanted a three-way. And when uh, Theory said, um, what about your match at WrestleMania, Bobby? Oh, oh, that was a good line. I was like, dude, talk about cutting deep. Yeah, that was a good one. Yowza. So it was uh, that whole piece I thought was really good for the the three-way match at Backlash. And 
that will be a really good story. So whoever comes out, now they're the U.S. champion. I actually think it's going to be Bronson. Yeah, and, it, you know, I don't absolutely don't have a problem with that. And, like, when if you were to do your fantasy draft with Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown, you're going to put you're going to put the U.S. title on one show. You're going to put the Intercontinental title on another show. You're going to put the World Champion on one show and the Universal Champion, Undisputed Universal Champion. Wherever the U.S. Championship goes, um, and Bronson hasn't been on the main roster very long, so there's so much he can do. And the way he works, um, I think will he'll. I think it'll be a really, really good time. So looking forward, really looking forward to to advancing that. So. Um, what'd you think of what'd you think of the that piece of business? I don't understand Bobby Lashley. Like we we get it. You feuded with like I don't know. I feel like they're just repeating stuff now. Like we've we've seen Bobby Lashley and Austin Theory. We've seen like other. I just I would I wish they'd have left it with Bronson Reed and Bobby Lashley as a match, just one on one. However, I think I think it's very telling that they made this a triple threat for the U.S. title because I think you're going to see a title change hands. And you're not going to see the champ take the pin. I think that that either I think Bobby Lashley will take the pin. Wow! And Bronson Reed will go over, and he'll take the title. And now you could put Bobby Lashley and Austin Theory in the tournament for this new title because those are two names that you know I could see Bobby Lashley winning it, depending on who what they're doing. Yeah, that, that's what I think. I I just felt like this match came out of nowhere, just like the almost Seth Rollins thing came oh, out of nowhere. Geez. Yeah, Seth Seth telling almost, you know, I'm gonna make you famous. Yeah. Just like, whoo. So yeah. So I mean, a- it was it was a piece of business to get to an outcome, but it's just WWE, I guess, is the best way yeah. I could put it. I just felt like, okay, makes sense. Like yeah. whatever. <laughs> whatever you want to do. So you got uh, Elias, thick Rick, Rick Boogs. Boogs. <laughs> Gable. Thank you. Otis. And uh, Maxine, and then all of a sudden, Mustafa Ali comes out. I love that Rick Boogs couldn't concentrate unless he was working out. Yeah. Oh, now I can listen. <laughs> now I can listen. Okay. Yeah, so that, uh, I thought that was really funny. I, you know, we had mentioned, you know, a couple months ago about Madcap Moss, you know, put him on something, put him in something, and then boom, he gets an intercontinental title match. I don't, you know, I'd, I'd like to see Boogs in a program now that he's back, he's healthy, and not just in, like, backstage vignettes. I don't know what they're doing with Elias. If I were um, Nick Khan, I would probably release Elias just because they've stopped and started him and done this whole thing. And I think Elias would be a great fit on Impact. So oh, yeah. I think uh I think he would play really good to that crowd and um you know but who knows what uh, what comes of that. But I want to say we don't wish for anybody to be released. Oh We're yeah, all I mean keep I their jobs and be happy. Yeah, I, I But I know, know what you I, mean. Like he would be better off somewhere else. So they're doing so the WWE is going to do a Monday Night Raw, Friday Night SmackDown, NXT draft. And are they doing have, NXT draft? I, yeah, on the oh, okay. if you look there's there's a several of the NXT talent that are available in the draft. Oh, okay. So you have, you have, um, I think there were like eight names not listed. So they're either going to do some kind of like free agent or, you know, whatever, like Bray Wyatt wasn't listed. A couple of the other talent that are injured weren't listed, that kind of thing. So if, you know, you have a working relationship at New Japan and AEW, 
I don't see why. And Triple H has even come out and said, you know, if it makes sense for business, you know, our door is open. Well, it's not really open. Well, that's what Triple H said. But yeah, <laughs> Daddy yeah. Vinny said, nope. Man, this guy. So I think uh, I think Elias would do well um, in Impact. So um, so that whole that whole uh, piece goes off, and now you have Ali and Gable in the ring, and Chad Gable needs to get a major push. And I think, however, the draft goes. Um, Otis goes with Maxine and, you know, he's with the male models. I don't know how long you can continue on that kind of shtick, kind of like when he won the money in the bank and ended up losing it. So, um, we've sort of used his character this way before, but we're, we're going down this road again. And again, we go into this 50, 50 booking where Gable looks amazing in the ring does all this great stuff, has a banger of a match against Cody, and then takes a defeat to Mustafa Ali. And, you know, some of the strength that Gable showed, some of the, just just the skill set was fantastic. And Mustafa Ali is talented too. Oh, absolutely. But, I mean, he hasn't won in like a year. And now all of a sudden, right before the draft, you have Mustafa come out positively um gets the gets the win. So now I'm like, dog, what on earth? So that was um a very Vinny Vinny thing. Um, you know, he had uh he had Gable as Shorty G just like, come on, dude. So whatever. Yeah, I don't but, I don't yeah. You can keep yeah. going on how much to say about that yeah. one. Uh so now I think the best sprinkling of uh doubt in Sammy's brain or mind is when he he and Jimmy come into contact and he's like, Hey, you got to look out for your brother. Um, I don't need to look out for mine, blah, blah, blah. You know, when he started saying, you know, do you think Kevin forgave you all those times you kicked him in the head? Because I don't. And then, you know, he leaves it at that. And I was just like, dang. Yeah, it was good. That was, uh, that was really good. And I think, yeah, so that was a good, uh, that was a good one. And hopefully, yeah, hopefully they don't, they don't drop the titles, but I don't. I don't know what else. Like, if the Usos win the titles back, now they're the bloodline. They're stronger than ever. They go over to Monday, uh, Friday night SmackDown. You never see them on uh, Monday Night Raw, and I don't. Yeah, they'll just be running roughshod for however long. And yep. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Although they didn't yeah. say what they're doing with the tag titles, so maybe the tag champions will still go back and forth on either show. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they're not they they have not mentioned so they were originally supposed to unveil a tag team tag team championship. And there's some announcements that they're going to come out with here in the near future about what the the um what the draft is going to do with the premium live events. So, we'll see what uh we'll see what comes of they they may do like brand specific events. So, okay. We'll see. So, um then we get Finn Balor and Cody Rhodes. What'd you think of the match? Oh man, it was a banger. Of course it was. Yeah. Like, of course it's Finn Balor and Cody Rhodes. I wish they could have gone like 20, 30 minutes instead. Of, I think they got what? Eight or 10. Yeah. Something uh, like that. But yeah, I mean, geez, like give these guys more time. It was great. Uh, good chemistry in the ring. The, yeah, I, I, it was a good match. It's, it's Cody and Finn Balor, the two of the top of their game. Um, yeah. I don't think they could have had a bag match and then, I mean, obviously, we knew who was going to win. Obviously, you know, Cody's going to come over, go over on the top. I was glad it was clean. Like, I don't, 
I don't remember any Judgment Day running or anything, so it must have been pretty clean. Uh-huh. Yeah, because they didn't even escort him out because they came out for the Bad Bunny stuff later. Yeah, so it was just a straight clean. I was trying to think if like Rhea was. I'm like, no, I would remember Rhea. Tom wasn't there, <laughs> and Priest had his thing. So yeah, it was a clean match, which is cool. I love that they did that. And I noticed that Cody's the one who kind of gets those those clean matches more often than not. So yeah, it was good. It was a banger, worth watching. If you uh, if you don't watch WWE much, watch the past few months and just watch the Cody matches. Yeah, it's uh, it it definitely it was um, it was a good match. Every you know, both of them had their time to get their stuff in, and a great ending to um, to the match. Cody hit his disaster kick. He hit his uh, version of the cutter, the Cody cutter, and and then finally nailed the um, crossroads to get the win. So after Finn a pedigree, took, so yeah, Finn took it all, which I thought was interesting because I don't remember. I don't remember Cody using he always, the pedigree. He's always teased it as a as a tease to Triple H, and he's never used it. I think he used it the first time at WrestleMania against uh, Roman. So he, I guess, he got permission to use it. But yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, Finn Balor took took all of it. <laughs> That's what she said. But Oof. yeah, he he took everything Cody had to offer and and went down in defeat and looked good. So yeah, so we get uh, we get a promo with Seth coming out. The crowd was loving him. And this outfit he was wearing, oh god! The back of his suit jacket was cut out panther panther ish pattern, uh, white dress shoes. Oh, and he comes out and says, um, you know, he wants to be he wants to be the world champion. It's been a long time since he's had a title, and then you get a bit of an interruption. Just a, a little bit of an interruption. Yeah. Out comes Almos and MVP and uh, almost almost says nothing. Never does, yeah. And or very rarely does. R- yeah. Yeah. And uh, Rollins comes out and says, basically, you know, I'm going to do you a favor. favor. I'm going to make you famous when I bounce your big head <laughs> off the mat. I was just like, man, that was pretty good. And I... I th- I'm glad that that almost didn't put his hands on him, but I I don't I don't see how this match is going to be good. Yeah, because <laughs> co- all all Seth is going to be able to do is run a little chop block, hit the stomp, quick pin, and almost has to act surprised that he lost. What does this do for almost who just lost at WrestleMania? And what does it do for Seth Rollins? You're not going to put almost over if you're planning on a new world title and Seth Rollins in the talks. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's it's some crazy ass booking, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, you get you get fifty fifty booking. You get you know Seth got a great win at WrestleMania. Hadn't um, done almost since. Yeah, I mean, he gets yanked out of the ring unannounced. <laughs> he goes and stands in the ring and then leaves. Like shh. So um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. We get another promo, but this time not a promo, but a backstage piece. Which is um, Seth finally catching up with Kevin and uh, Bro? Oh, you mean Sammy? And you mean that? Sammy catching up? You said Seth. Yeah. yeah, Sammy catches up with Kevin. Kevin's like, "Where have you been?" And you can tell that Kevin is annoyed. And at first, I thought it was because of um, the Bro didn't shut up. So I thought because he was just sitting there. Oh, and then I'll use my toe and butt. So I thought, okay, so he's annoyed by that. But then it didn't matter what Sammy was going to say. Um, so now 
Kevin walks out, leaves the title. So now you've had the Jimmy pointing out, do you think Kevin forgave you for kicking you in the head all these times, for you kicking him in the head all these times? Don't worry about my brother. You worry about yours. And Kevin being so upset that he just leaves the tag titles. And then oddly or out of nowhere, um, the original bro says, you know, I won't ever turn on you. But you're our, you're our third man. I don't that had so hopefully um yeah it'll be interesting i don't uh i keep saying it'll be interesting because it really won't be it'll be upsetting if they break them up that quick but who are we we're just some couple of disabled vets talking about wrestling so um and and up until this point which which kind of upset me or disappointed me is Corey graves and kevin patrick are normally kind of funny and feed off of each other and and Corey Graves comes out with these one-liners out of nowhere, and there was nothing. So I was like, well, we're almost to the main event, and I've got nothing. So the boys and girls in the back are giving it all they got. Commentary is supposed to draw the fan in, and, you know, just like AEW did last week, where they just played to the crowd, the eight, ten thousand 10,000 people in the crowd, not the 900,000 that were watching, and... I'm thinking, did they do like back-to-back house shows or, you know, are they tired? What's going on? It was just the damn wonky booking. And, you know, this, I mean, this is a direct representation of what we get when you give the boys and girls, hey, this is your assignment. I've got my assignment. Oh, hey, by the way, here's the change to the change to the change. And they instantly know, oh, great, you know, Vince is uh, in the building and... Yeah, I just mm. yeah, yeah. It was a very uneven raw, that's for sure. I mean, I, I yeah, I, I, I it's funny because I'm sitting here trying to rack my brain. I'm like, because I remember everything we're talking about, but I only remember it when you bring it up. I'm like, oh yeah, that did happen next. Because like I kind of brain dumped most of it. Like I, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, oh, what was the main event? Like I can't even remember. It's it wasn't memorable. Right. You had to be reminded. Right, exactly. And you know, Vince said to uh, to everyone. They always remember the finish. Okay, so I remember a couple of people who won their matches because I was disgusted that they did 50-50 and gave Ali the win. Not disgusted, but disappointed. And then, you know, Cody won. So I was like, okay, cool. But then to end the match, the main event, the match, end it with a DQ. You're like, wait a minute. Like, like that's not even a clean finish. Okay, I get it. Now I see what you're going to do. And they, they did the exact what I thought was going to happen because Bad Bunny was rumored to be on the show. Oh, that's right. Not it was a Bad Bunny thing. That's right. I did not expect Bad Bunny to come out and say, we are going to have a street fight for our match at Backlash. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Now, Bad Bunny, congratulations for uh, having such a great career. And I really hope that um, you know everybody takes good care of you in the match. And I think you're, you know, he's in the ring with Priest. Priest is super safe. Uh, oh, yeah. Nobody's ever complained about him. I would be leery about trusting Dominic with anything like off the top rope or unprotected headshots or whatever. Right. And, you know, you'll probably see some trash cans, a couple of kendos. And I don't know how they're going to get Priest to go through a table unless they lay him on a table. And uh, Bunny comes off the top like he did um, in in one of his previous matches. So so there you have it. The end that I think Vince wanted you to remember is a DQ, (laughs) 
to a it, it was Rey Mysterio and Priest, right? That was the final match. Yeah, yeah. It was a decent match too. It just wasn't memorable. Yeah, yeah I. So the so to sum this raw up and how I felt about it, I watched it live until. And I would say about the two hour mark, I turned it off and watched Bar Rescue because I was bored. I mean, that's saying something. And I'm like, and even though I knew he had to do the show today, I'm like, all right, well, I'll watch it later. So I got home today after work, turned it on, fell asleep, woke up. Oh, crap. Okay, good. I'm, I hadn't missed anything because I caught most of this already and finished watching it. Ate dinner, came up here to sit down and went, damn, <laughs> I hope you wrote down the card because I don't remember much yeah. of that show. And, yeah. and it's a shame because... They had some really great stuff leading into WrestleMania, and now I just feel like I'm back to the, like, I, I wouldn't be watching Raw front to back like I am right now, if, I don't think, if it was for us talking about it. I, I would be watching like I used to, like, oh, I heard this is cool. Do, 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 do. Oh, okay, here's the match I heard was good, or I heard this storyline was good, because it's it's frustrating because I, I want to love it. I want to see Cody. I wanted to see Cody as a champion and people chasing him. Because I think there's better stories there to have the thing happening with Brock happening and for the title. And oh my God, Cody's going to lose on his first. Oh, Cody won. Cool. Here's the draft. All right, cool. Cody's got to deal with Gunther now. Cody's got to deal with, you know, whoever else they bring. A main event, Jay. Cody, you know, Solo's out to get him. Like, there's so many stories they could have done. I feel like not putting the title on him. And I know we keep harping on it. I promise. From this point on, I won't talk about the WrestleMania loss. I just think it was the wrong call. I think they screwed a lot of stuff up. Even though the rumor is that they've been planning it for him not to win for months and they knew he wasn't going to win, I just feel like it doesn't feel that way. Like, I feel like coming out of WrestleMania, they were like scrambling. Uh, I just, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I gave this one two beards, man. I, I got bored of it. I, th there wasn't any, like, there wasn't anything on this show that I was like, yes. Other than the, the way the title looked, I went, that's cool. That was it. Because even after I went, that's cool. I'm like, but wait a minute. Like, who gets this? Why? It's just a consolation prize. It's a, hey, we know you guys can't beat Roman, so we're going to give you something else. It's the participation trophy. You know, I just, I would have preferred them, again, giving Cody the belt at WrestleMania, having him say, I don't want to be a dual champion. I just wanted this belt. I'm going to vacate the other one. Then they unveil the new fancy belt for him. They vacate the other one, and then they hold their tournament. Like, they could have done everything they're doing. With him as a champion, I just think it would have been more entertaining, more enjoyable, more stories to come out of it other than this blue, this beige wall we're looking yeah, I was at gonna as say the paint gray, but beige is, uh, you know, like, yeah, I, um, I'm i not a big fan of 50-50 booking, 50-50 promo, you know, coming out one day, oh, he's the greatest thing since canned beer and sliced bread, Roman Reigns, you're my travel chief, whatever, changing the name of a tournament or of a show in Saudi, now you're going to crown a new champion in Saudi, which I think the crowd is going to go ballistic. I still have a problem with the Saudi shows in general, yeah. but and you know, so what is the what's the vibe going to be when the American Nightmare comes out in Saudi? Are they going to have to? Ch you know, they're already changing. You know, all the women are going to be completely covered, which is it's whatever they're. You know, we'll watch them perform anyway. And yeah, I, yeah. So you got a, a card coming together for backlash. You've got the, the draft and, you know, you hear people all oh, going in the draft and I'm going to do this. And, you know, Gable and Maxine talking about, oh, my number one guy and all this other stuff. Yeah. I, I so my barometer to bad was the Monday night after WrestleMania and that I gave two beards and this show was better than that. And I think I give that one zero. <laughs> <laughs> and that 
Um, you know, so that this show was better than that. The crowd was into it and we got to see, see a new title. So I gave it two and a half beards and, um, you know, we took, uh, an hour and some change to talk about this. And I was thinking, man, we could probably run through this in about 30. And we, you know, hung out on writing, writing, uh, storylines a little bit better. What we thought about the title, we went back and forth, forth and back about, it was wrong. That's what we oh, should yeah, do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But we could have, um, you know, I think uh, we could have done a, a much shorter show and then had our own uh, wrestling WWE fantasy draft where we, uh, we you know, we picked. And I liked how you said with, uh, you know, if, you know, when we do the draft, it'll be I'm drafting this person because blank. Yeah. Uh, so I, I want to do that. I still... I think that that should be a podcast down the road. Maybe if we don't record it uh, tonight, but maybe Thursday after our Dynamite. Re- Although Dynamite's looking like it's gonna be a hell of a show, so we might take an hour and something talking about Dynamite too. But I uh, definitely before Friday would love to do like a, a fantasy draft. Like maybe wouldn't when we get off of recording today, we'll we'll set up some parameters and some rules for it. Maybe we we'll only draft like ten people. I don't know, but try to record something maybe th- uh, Thursday night after we do our, our our Dynamite review. We'll record that up and throw it up this weekend. See how close we come. Or maybe we'll have that drop Friday before the uh, the actual draft happens. Yeah, and uh, you know, for our uh, for the for the fam out there, talk to us. Tell us what you think. Who do you want to see drafted? Where and why? So you want Gunther to go to this show so he could have a feud with this person, or I want this superstar from NXT called up because the women's division could use some help. Um, you know, and one of those X factors, I think, too is the the rumors of the WWE releases. So I think that is something to definitely keep your eye on when they're drafting who's being drafted and who isn't. So And uh you know if you're wondering where to leave those comments and where you want to do it, I can help you with that. So it's at No Shave Man Cave wherever uh you get your social media injection from uh Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, uh Instagram, we are available on all of those platforms. Hit us up uh, email us if you'd like. No Cave at gmail.com is our email. We check it daily. Feel free to drop us a line there. And if you like this sort of thing, you've enjoyed the show and this is the first time hearing us, welcome. If you're a listener, we appreciate it. Please remember to subscribe. Uh, give us those ratings wherever you get podcasts from. We do uh, pretty much daily shows, maybe one or two days a week. We don't, but try to get at least three shows a week out for your entertainment where we're going to view, review Raw, SmackDown, Rampage, Collision coming soon, I'm sure. And then um, AEW Dynamite, uh, you get to hear our takes on it. And a couple of disabled vets just enjoying chatting, wrestling. Uh, tell your friends about it and all that good stuff. We want to keep growing our brand. All right, it's that time of the night where I hot tag out for the finisher. Bump and feed. So come check us out uh, if you're also on Rumble and Slack. We are, uh, we are there and doing some good stuff. And uh, we're always dropping shorts and uh, videos on YouTube, whether it's Jay Tilly with the uh, cigars, me with my French bulldog, who is, um, I think there might be something wrong with her. And, uh, you know, she's crazy. She's always eating flowers. I don't know what's going on. We feed her, I swear. Thank you to uh, our men and women in uniform. We are uh, very proud of you, and thank you for your service. Some gave all, all gave some. If you are a veteran or anyone in distress, 
you know, dial 988. That resource is there for you. If you're a veteran who has, uh, who has some needs for um, some attention, go to va.gov or download My Healthy Vet app. You can get that where you get your apps. Push that little red banner, boop, and they'll instantly connect you to a licensed professional. It is there. Use it. So, uh, until next time, my friends, my fam, thank you for joining us here in the No Shave Man Cave. On behalf of JT, I'm Ellie Jair. Take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll see you on the floor. You've been listening to the No Shave Man Cave. If it's pro wrestling, we're talking about it. Unless we see something shiny and wander off into the woods. If you hang around long enough, we'll eventually come back. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Fire off your comments and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at No Shave Man Cave. Y'all be cool. And we'll see you next time on the No Shave Man Cave. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.